With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Medicaid into a block grant program, 
It would further cut Medicaid funding by repealing the Affordable Care Act for a total cut of, to Medicaid of some $1.5 trillion. Number nine, slashing tax rates for profitable corporations. The Ryan budget would slash the corporate tax rate from 35 to 25%, squandering $1.2 trillion to $1.5 trillion in tax revenues over 10 years. The companies aren't making enough money? This, this guy. This, this guy. Well, they, all from, the Republicans voted for it. Yeah, but they're all from freaking hell. They all are from freaking hell. I mean, where do they get off with this? These, guys, they, these Republicans are out of their goddamn minds. Okay, listen to okay. this is one. Sixth well, uh, okay. research is encouraging a generational war over Social Security and Medicare. Matthew Yoglesis points to a new piece from the Pew Research Center that it seems was written to spur a non-existent generational battle over Social Security and Medicare. Look, we understand it's difficult to write explanatory text to go along with the pretty sophisticated research included in the article, but the text you write should have at least some connection to that research. Pew failed to meet that standard. Here are the six ways the Pew article tries to encourage generational warfare over Social Security and Medicare that its own data shows doesn't exist, in which they know pretty clearly when they say Social Security and, and Medicare are practically sacrosanct. Ninety-nine in ten Americans say they're good for the country. Number one, they're telling young people that old people are going to starve them. Pew writes, at a time when young and old don't look alike, think alike, or vote alike, how will America modernize its entitlement programs so they're in sync with the new demographics? How can we keep the faith with the old without bankrupting the young and starving the future? It will be difficult. While it is true there are some demographic and political differences between the generations, they're smaller than this kind of sweeping statement suggests. The Obama versus Romney gap between the oldest and youngest generation was only 16%. This kind of pitting of the generations against each other is not necessary, and it isn't based on solid principle. Pew implies pretty heavily here that the much-fabled Social Security crisis exists, even though it doesn't, and the fix is really quite easy. Number two, vague fear-mongering. But the status quo is unsustainable, Pew continues, and the mass of the 20th century simply won't work in the 21st century. Well, these are powerful statements and nice sound bites, they aren't accurate. Making things up. Today's young are paying taxes to support a level of benefits for today's old they say have no realistic chance of receiving when they become old. And they know it. Just 6% of millennials say they expect to receive full benefits from Social Security. Fully half believe they'll get nothing. Pew doesn't provide any evidence to back up this claim. I'm going to sneeze. Oh, pardon me. Fuzzy mask. Oh, Fuzzy mask. Excuse me. Allergies. Me I'm sorry, folks. Meantime, the cost of our programs for seniors will soon exceed half of the federal budget, Pew writes. This, spends, uh, this spending continues to crowd our budgeting for education, research, infrastructure, investments that would help build a better future for millennials and their children. That's a freaking lie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Throwing Social Security and Medicare into the same pot is sophistry. Uh, Social Security is self-funding, does not contribute to one dime to the deficit, and its spending as a share of the economy is fairly stable over the long term. Medicare costs, by contrast, are, protected, uh, to in, are projected to increase at a worrisome clip, although the most recent pro projections in, uh, indicate the long-term imbalance is not nearly as great as projected over a few years ago. The problem is that projected health care costs growth throughout the economy is too high, and we will have to find ways to deliver health services more cost-effectively in the shifting cost of, of individuals. 
one big ticket solution is negotiating lower drug prices for Medicare. Yes, and but none of the of this has anything to do with Social Security, much less with funding for education, research, or infrastructure, which has been under attack for decades from some of the same people who want to cut Social Security and Medicare benefits. A good way to pay for these investments in these areas would be ending tax breaks for outsourcing $583 billion over 10 years and asking the wealthy to pay their fair share of the taxes, contradicting themselves. At its core, this is a problem of generational equity. Pew writes, but it needs not be, uh, needs not lead to a generational war. A war needs combatants. We find very little evidence from our Pew Research survey that old and young are spoiling for a fight over these issues. Yeah, well, the old are supporting the young, for crying out loud. Okay, bl- shifting blame. Uh, if Americans can bring to the public square the same genesis or the same genius for generational independence they bring to their family lives, the politics of these issues will become less toxic and the political policy choices less forbidding. That's big if that but it is, but it's a start. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, Except for a data, just showed uh, they're already going uh, doing this. Um, now let's forget about that. But the, but the important thing is is that you know some of these writers get off the wall. But you know uh, what I, what I what I'm talking about. What they're talking about here is they're blaming the old. Okay, they're trying to create a, a, a division between the old and young, and it's wrong. It's wrong. It's Cut wrong. the crap. Scrap the caps. In the 60s, we used to say uh, people want a piece of the pie, right? Yeah. And they were worried about taking too much of that pie. Well, my mom talked. Mm, not working. Okay. Sorry, folks. Republicans passed the Ryan budget. 
It won't become law because it won't get through the Senate, and President Thank Obama God. would be to it. But because it's, because it's the budget statement of the Republican Party going into fall elections, it shows voters who the Republicans really are. This budget of House Budget Committee Chair Paul Ryan from Wisconsin dramatically cuts taxes on the wealthy and their corporations paying for it with enormous cuts in the safety net and in the things government does to make our lives better. This tells us who the Republicans feel they represent and who they don't. One of the things this budget does is give federal government employees a big cut in take-home pay. All right? Uh, Specifically, instead of the government funding the pension obligations they have promised to people who come to work in public service, it increases the amount that federal employees have to pay into their pensions. It also eliminates the special retirement supplements that certain employees who retire before the age of 62 and have nothing until they start to receive Social Security. Under the Republican passed budget, employees enrolled in the Federal Employees Retirement System, enrollees would contribute 6.35% of their paychecks. Let's see what else we can do. Well, we're, we're in calling, other words, wait, wait. there's a cut in their tape. Calling Larry Dorman from uh, Aspen Union. And... Hello. Hello, Larry. You with us? No, that like that hung up there. Didn't it? Oh, yeah. Let's try it one more time. Currently under fears, federal employees who were hired before 2012 must contribute a tenth of a percent of each paycheck to their pension. Those hired in 2013, 3.1%. And those hired in 2014. So this breaks the two deals. Hi, you've reached 860-677-0059. Please leave your name and number, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, hi. Uh, Larry, this is Leo and Lila. Um, we were hoping to have you on uh, at this point. Um, I guess not. Uh, you have his cell phone? So uh, uh, give us a call if you get this message. Thank you. We'll try you on your other phone. At 646-915-9505. Do you have this stuff? Yeah, hang on a second. Um, why, don't, why don't you, why don't you finish this article? Okay. So that budget breaks the deal, uh, that we were just two cutting taxes on the wealthy and corporations breaks the deal, that we the people would get something back from those who prosper from our investment in education, infrastructure, and protection of business and the monetary system. Note that in last year's budget deal with Senator Patty Murray, Democrat of Washington, Ryan negotiated a similar cut in the take-home and pensions for military employees. However, Congress voted to restore those benefits. Nice guys, always trying to cut benefits, always trying to make people feel rotten. Well, he does a good job. I wonder how much he gets paid by the uh, right to do that. Uh, Trumpka answers Redditor's most burning question on CEO pay unions in, let's see, Maryland passes Responsible Contracting Act. No more mad men pay. He answers his cell phone. Hey, watch. CEO pays the same level. Hey, guys. Hey, Hi, Larry. How are you? Good, good. I actually uh, was uh, running late from work, and I just got home, so <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry. Is, is this, do, you, do you need five or ten minutes? We'll call you back, or? 
No, uh, you want to just call me right now on that home phone number? That would be great. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. I'll, I'll go back. Yeah, that way it's a better connection than the cell phone. Okay, just okay. hang up and we'll, we'll call you right back. Great, thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. of it and uh, you know the whole thing is just uh, it, it's um, you know you're, we're in the theater of the absurd unbelievable I, I, how, how about um, tax benefits for companies sending jobs abroad yeah yeah right I mean that's the thing is these guys don't even care anymore oh, they're not even in this world you know it's like I mean they don't even pretend Nope. They, uh, they <laughs> that's, that's absolutely uh, what's going on here. They don't even pretend. But the problem is, the problem is that the people they represent, they're, what are they, out of their minds as well? Oh, you people well, who Leo, when you, you can get away with it, um, you know, no. uh, the, the Ryan budget, I mean, look, this is um, the only beneficiaries only beneficiaries are corporations um, and the wealthy. Um, you know, I think reading through it, it replaces Medicare with a voucher system, um, puts insurance companies in charge of uh, their health care decisions, it destroys Medicaid, it forces cuts to, you know, to slash health care services. There's so many things it does. You know, it, it destroys domestic spending, it decimates public services, and, you know, it's not an accident. You know, budgets like this don't just happen. Um, they're boosting the bank accounts of millionaires, and they're absolutely out of touch with uh, the needs of uh, working Americans. So, you know, it's not an accident, Leo and Lila, this stuff happens, you know. Oh, no, no, it's not an accident at all. I mean, this is, and, this is premeditated murder. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was supported yeah, by all the... Yeah, that's a good way to... Yeah. Supported by all the Republicans. Party line. I was appalled. I I just couldn't believe how bad it was. I mean, there's not one Republican of any conscience in the the entire administration, in the entire government. I mean, an entire Congress, anyway. Uh, You know, I'm just beyond the pale of of belief. I I just, I don't know. I, I just, I've never seen it quite this bad. I, I they, never have. I don't know. Maybe maybe you have, but I I can't remember any other time, any other Congress that was so anti-American. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've never seen one like this. Have nope. You? It's a good way to describe it. It's um, unpatriotic and anti-American. <clears throat> Completely anti-American. And of course, nothing is being said in the. Uh, general media about it. The, no, absolutely you know, not. Not a it. word mentioned about that budget. Nothing. Why is that? Well, because they own the in media. The, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the liberal media, you know? Well, there's nothing. Yeah, so media. much. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you know what I'm laughing at? So much, uh, so much for that liberal press. <laughs> yeah. God, 
Well, we, we know who owns the media. I mean, uh, it's all owned out, by yeah. the we corporations and oil companies and yeah. uh, uh, insurance companies. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it doesn't represent the average worker, that's for sure. Oh, and, then, and, now, and, and like, I think we talked about this the last time you were on, but we just read another thing about the Pew, Pew Foundation and, uh, you know, just, just, just decimating uh, public workers' unions and, you know, trying to establish a war between the uh, uh, between the young and old, you know, and uh, right. just overwhelming. Uh, Larry, I, I swear, I have never, I, I mean, I can't even remember a time when it was this bad, you know. When it, when yeah, it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary stuff. I mean, there, you know, no doubt, because I, I don't think you've ever seen, I mean, I don't know what happened uh, after the New Deal. I mean, you know, this is, I will say that these, probably this rollback of everything, you know, um, probably the efforts date back to that. But in terms of the this mixing of, of, of bad politics with hate mongering and uh, everything that goes with it really seems to be a product, you know, Nixon and Reagan onward. You know, the Republicans have really perfected the craft, and um, the Democrats look fairly helpless in trying to fight it sometimes. But, but even even during the worst of the Nixon times, the worst of the Reagan times, the worst of the Carter times, I've never seen such a, a I mean, all the attacks were against, or it seemed to be focused against the, the, the presidents at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but never, it was never seemed to be an outright betrayal of the entire system, you know. Uh, yeah, of, of, and you know, I have no look. I'm, I have certainly no expert. I just, you know, know what I'm fighting for and what I stand for and what I've seen. And you know, certainly like one this. thing I've seen. I bet you guys have seen it though. Is this absolute flooding of corporate and wealthy special interest money? I mean, if anything's corrupted the system and led to the, the situation we're describing tonight on your show, it's that. Um, there's this no, you know, there's no counterbalance to that corporate and wealth, uh, wealthy money. There really isn't. The Supreme Court is, uh, uh, you know, a corporatist Supreme Court, um, and they just ruled last week, or I should say two weeks ago, on that McCutcheon decision um, that further erodes, uh, you know, the campaign finance system. And yeah, they, they just... You know, so I, I, that's one factor. I, I'd say if we could put our finger on one factor, that's that's a preeminent one. Right. They had, I, I was watching uh, uh, this morning, early this morning, they had uh, 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 on C-SPAN, they were talking about, uh, uh, they had this uh, uh, woman from politics.com or something, but they were discussing the, 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 uh, uh, the, the uh, Supreme Court decision that now allows the um, uh, any individual to to spend any excessive amount that they want to, or a corporation. Okay, yeah, I know. And, and, and they were talking about this one particular man who was willing to spend over fifty million dollars, okay, to to support uh, some candidate and, and cause, uh, you know, in this thing. And and it was just it just and and. All they could say, and, and, and all they said was, "Oh, the Supreme Court decided that this was um, uh, uh, honest. That this was uh, the, the honest, uh, honest example of freedom of speech. Money is freedom of speech. You know, right, right. You know, that's and, that's the perversion that's taken place. And um, but if, what happens if you don't have any money? You have no speech. You have no well. You power. can you, you can have, say you can say you know, Robert. <laughs> Your question is rhetorical. You know the answer. Unfortunately, sadly, um, uh, if you don't have money, which none of us does, you don't compete. No. And then you end up with the Ryan budget, and you end up with privatization and outsourcing and the selling off of American jobs and, you know, the spreading of misery around the globe. Uh, You know, this is what we end up with in this crazy... uh, How much much of that budget do you think will creep in to get adopted? Do you think any of it has a chance? Or? I don't, I think certainly, you know, I, yes, because of uh, the fact that Congress is so paralyzed that even if they uh, can't come to consensus on the budget, um, 
you know, cuts go into effect anyway, uh, rescissions go into effect. So, um, you know, the radical Republicans have accomplished what they need to by gridlocking Congress. And um, so even if the worst parts of this budget disappear, uh, parts of it will live on in terms of uh, uh, cuts happening, uh, you know, because the debate now isn't about how to tax the wealthy and the corporations. <clears throat> we should be debating all of the tax breaks that they get and um, uh, looking to rescind those to actually generate revenue that supports people in America and services in America. And that debate, as you noticed, isn't taking place, is it? The debate seems to, it's going to be around uh, how many more tax cuts the wealthy should get. Right, and how many more social um, and infrastructure and other kinds of programs you can cut. So, you know, in the end, we always emerge with a budget where one side says the Democrats say it could have been worse, and then, you know, or the Republicans say next time we'll make it far worse. And, you know, so we're, you know, we're debating constantly as a public between bad and worse. And, you know, again, that goes back to that money situation that I think you just described. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's perverted the process. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but I mean, I have because I I look at the media constantly, and I have never ever can remember a time when I've seen such outrageous whitewashing, okay, of anything of significance in the media. Have you? Nope. Yeah, the, you know, look at the, how they covered the pension crisis in Detroit. Um, yeah, you know, for me, you know, it's, it's the fault of the workers, um, not the credit swaps and the financial manipulations that uh, led to losses, um, you know, not the hockey stadium uh, where something like $200 million in tax dollars went to it. Uh, you know, that you just mentioned before the Pew Foundation and, and John Arnold, who was an Enron executive who helped rip off his employees. Um, you know, so these people are pointing the finger at, folks like Lila and saying, you know, it's public employees who are the cause of our economic misery. And, um, you know, and that's a horrible, wrong, immoral narrative, And it's, but it's the prevailing narrative. And the media and isn't be- there to... And because people hear it over and over and over and over again, just by exactly. that, it begins to be a reality and they begin to believe it. It's a form of brainwashing, but you know. I mean, that's uh, what happened. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that uh, what I'm trying to say is that I've watched ABC, NBC, CBS, watched the local media the, the, and the national media and the statewide media, and it, it is all an absolute whitewash, Larry. I can't believe it. I mean, I, I just can't believe it. I, I mean, uh, everywhere you look, there is nothing of substance being talked about. It's all a huge propaganda, whitewash, weather uh, channel, uh, you know, uh, uh, cooking show. You know they, what I mean? On national news. Well, actually, what, the, what, actually what they've done is they, they've expanded the weather part of, of, the, of the, the broadcast. And if we, if we get three drops of rain, it becomes a big tragedy. That's what they spend the entire talking about. Even the national news. Sure. It's the bait and switch. You know, they're not covering the things that need to be covered. And, um, you know, I agree with you. They're they're occasionally PBS Frontline occasionally has some programs um, that help. But, you know, they're locked in a controversy because the Koch brothers, the infamous Koch brothers, um, are trying to kill a document that was going to air on Frontline. Um, so, you know, you don't look to the mainstream media for the truth because the mainstream media is a partner to, you know, helping decimate public employees and unions in general. But it's such a violation of ethics. It's such a mm. violation. But the flip side is we're fighting it. You're fighting it by doing this. I'm fighting it by doing what I do. And, you know, there are a lot more of us out there than we realize. We've just been sort of separated and, you know, <laughs> maybe disbanded from each other. And I, I think if people would realize that, maybe we could put on a more sustained fight back. Union, you know, it's like everything the work that you're trying to do is minimalized, censored, uh, you know, edited, uh, you know, just, just you're lucky if you get, You're lucky if you get a sound bite on, God, you, know, you know, of, a, of the other you know. side, you know, it's yeah, all. It's just, it's just but, a, a struggle but, beyond, I've never seen it quite like this before. 
I've never seen it like this. Where that's they, that's know, how this system is. They're strangling the Internet. They're strangling, they're, they're, they've absolutely muted uh, any any kind of broadcasting, any kind of national broadcasting of, uh, of any any significant news. NPR has taken over. I mean, they, 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 they are just as bad as any. I, I haven't heard anything of any value in that station, on those stations in the last uh, three or four years, maybe ever since, right. ever since the influence of the Cokes, ever since the influence of the Pew, ever since the, the influences, uh, you know, of, of these of these mega corporations have uh, have have, have uh, you know uh, captured uh, you know the economic heart of the, of that of those programs. Uh, they, it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's just bull. I mean, it's complete and utter bull. You know. So I, I don't know. I, I I get bitter, Larry, but you know I get angry because you know you feel like you're the only guy. I, you must you must feel every day like you're the only guy with a bat in your hand. You know what I mean? Try, try right. Well, we're, look, I, like I said, I'm not naive. You know, we're out, we're outnumbered and we're outgunned, but it doesn't mean we stop fighting. Oh, you just keep standing at the base trying to hit everything that comes your way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wild, every wild pitch that comes at you, you know. But uh, <laughs> that's the way we feel. But we keep but going. Con- I think Connecticut is in better shape than a lot of the other states. You know, we, we I, have Oh, our- I would definitely with that. Definitely agree with that. Um, Some of the other states, the people are really, really suffering. It's, it's terrible. They have a very unfriendly, they have very unfriendly governors, and they have a majority of uh, unfriendly uh, people in their legislature. Whereas, whereas I think Connecticut's in a in a in better shape than that, which gives which gives me hope. Mm-hmm. And that's probably because of the good job that our unions here are doing, and you've been able to have a voice and be able to get some of our people elected, which has helped. Right, uh, and you know, and that's that's the thing is that we have to recognize all these horrible things that are happening in the economy to in um, broader society to working families. Um, you know, it's the result of politics. Quite frankly, you know, it's the result of you know venal politics where worker, where politicians, elected officials blame unions and they privatize, they outsource, they lay off, they strip bargaining rights. Uh, but all of this is happening politically. So, you know, Connecticut thankfully is a little bit more of a moderate state um, politically, and we've been able to uh, do a good job of advocating and negotiating decent contracts for our members, state and local government, and, you know, have legislators um, protect that at, at the state level. But, you know, the Koch brothers, we had that Wisconsin forum where Wisconsin workers came in a couple weeks ago, and one of them told us, the Koch brothers are coming after you in Connecticut. You know, don't let your Oh, really? In. So what do mm-hmm. they mean exactly? What What is going to happen here? I think what's going to happen here is that you know the these far right forces are going to pour a lot of money into uh, defeating uh, Dan Malloy and uh, getting a reactionary governor elected, and that's why I say that all of these horrible things that have happened are because of politics. So if yeah. they can elect, say, Tom Foley, um, you know he would. He said Connecticut needs its Wisconsin moment. He wants to roll back collective bargaining rights for public employees. So. You know, we one of the guys in Wisconsin said uh, you really are an election away from disaster. You know that was really? the message they kept hammering home at, at this forum. Yep. How how do we plan to fight that? Well, for us, for the for our union, what we're going to be doing is. Uh, educating our members, reaching out to them at every possible way to talk about the importance of the elections, the importance of politics, and also remind them that they have an obligation to stand up for their pay and their pension and their health care. Mm-hmm. We've got to, you know, we've got to have that kind of sustained fight where they're thinking every day about what can they do. You know, if it means going to a rally to support another union, do do that. You know, if it means voting for a politician who may have some bad votes, but overall is committed to the idea of collective bargaining, then vote for that person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've really got to be aggressive in telling our members it's about their pay, their pension, and their health care. 
And, you know, the Wisconsin workers, you know, they've lost twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a year because of these changes in health care and uh, wages and everything else. And let's bring it back, if I can, you know, just finish the, <laughs> you, you opened up with that thing about the latest CEO pay. It's 331 times the average worker. Well, guess what? You know, if they destroy the unions, it's going to get worse. Yeah. You can't imagine, uh, you know, getting worse than 331 uh, times less money than, 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 than your right. CEO. But, and yet, what, is, what does everybody, these guys talk about it at the state legislature and Congress? Got to cut middle class workers' salaries, got to cut their benefits. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. How did I we mean, get here? See that the average wage of the American worker is $35,000 a year. I mean, which is not enough to survive on. You know, that's and working that's, poor, that's, practically. That's if they're working for crying out loud, you know. You've right. got, you've got right. uh, you know, Never, you've never. I don't think there's ever been a higher unemployment rate in this country than there is right, right now. And again, right. take it to the Wisconsin worker uh, making that thirty-five thousand dollars a year because of what the uh, Act Ten that uh, Governor Walker there pushed through with the help from the Koch brothers who funded his campaign. One example: county workers in Milwaukee saw their uh, premium share go from about $500 a year to $4,200 a year. So, you know, you just took $4,000 out of their pockets. Uh, You took away their union rights. You took away uh, grievances. You took away nothing is grievable anymore. Um, You know, you took away every opportunity for them to earn or keep their foothold in the middle class. 35000 isn't enough to survive. You guys know that. And there are a lot of working Americans making less than that. Most of the paras we, many of the paras we represent, paraprofessionals don't earn that. Uh, And yet they're they're the problem. We have to take away their health care, you know, their 401Ks or their pension plans. Well, that's so that's all. That's always what gets chipped away, you know. Well, what? Why are they so adamant about destroying the middle class? Well, why? 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 You you know why? Because they smell. You know, the rich can't get enough, and they smell blood. You know, they mm-hmm. you know the, they smell more money, more power, and um, so well, they don't. They don't. So America isn't big enough. They can sell all their stuff to the Chinese middle class, Leo. Right. We were the biggest right. consumer nation. We are no longer the biggest consumer nation. Right. They don't care. Right. They have a bigger yeah, they, buying you know, power yeah, they in got China. Over, over 400 million middle class and growing in China. We only have right. 300 and, what, 20 million people in the entire country, all right? right. And less than 100 million of those people are in the middle class. All right, anymore. All right. I mean, what? How the hell are we possibly competing with? With you know, all the we jobs are ultimately all we can going overseas. Yeah. Everything is leaving us. You know, and That's ultimately we of, just can't. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 look we that's why we're at a you know we're at a key uh, key key moment in our um, political and social and economic lives. I really do believe that. What do you, what's your opinion of the of the Trans Pacific uh, uh, policy there, Trans Pacific Partnership? We're opposed. The AF uh, AFL CIO is opposed to it. AFSME is opposed to it. It's another bad trade deal, and it's an example of how corporatist. Um, Politics, the domination of uh, but politics. By, yeah, but this was all all fast tracked by Obama and the other two. I not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Look, NAFTA came under Bill Clinton, so you know George Bush, uh, the elder, started it, and Clinton finished it, and you know NAFTA really started that death, uh, you know that death rumble for American manufacturing, and um, this this would absolutely uh, destroy it. So um, we're, we're fighting it. It is, um, you know, Senator Murphy's uh, come out against it. Congressman Himes. I mean, there's there are, there is a lot of opposition to this thing um, in Congress. Whether that translates into its defeat, I have no idea. Because again, the corporations are putting tremendous amounts of money into this thing. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even. I don't even 
they had they had a vote on that. It was just not yet. No. Not yet. No. no, well, the whole thing about fast-track trade agreements is that you don't have to vote on them. You, that's why they're called fast-track. They just get uh, procedurally um, enacted, so um, it's even scarier than the typical. But, yeah. they, but they can. They can put a block against it if they're... If there's, a, if mm-hmm. there's a will. Larry, do you, do you think, do you see in the union, uh, do you see uh, in the United States, uh, you know, do you see as you as you're looking at polls and everything else? Uh, do you see an awakening? Do you see a resistance growing? Do you see uh, any positive elements happening here, or do you think we're just getting? So we're just going to be run over. Yeah. No, I I do. I think there is a tremendous. I mean, and I think again, that's the value that unions play. You know, I think there's a tremendous amount of anger, and not just from union members, but um, from you know everyday working folks who see the tremendous economic inequality, the income gap, the wage gap, um, they see the economic injustices being perpetrated by the corporations and, and the super rich, and they and they're angry. So you know, has the anger been totally focused? That's it's hard to do. So you know, maybe we have to sink a little bit lower before people totally wake up. But I do believe there's a significant section of folks out there who. Um, we're pretty pissed off. I do too, but, but and you know, again, great if, you're not seeing it. It'd be great if we could focus that but so that people make a real stand. But you're not seeing it. I, I'm hearing bits and pieces, small reports on different protests that are happening around the country, but there's no, uh, there's no, seems to be no significant um, um, rally. Uh, uh, rally, yeah, that that that, that we could, that you can rally around. Uh, there, it's all local. Or, or regional, mm-hmm. and uh, I would agree. All your major, all your major activists, anti-war activists, and everything else, all the propaganda crap we're getting from them these days, all right, is to save the Cuban Five or stop the uh, Ukrainian invasion, you know, stuff like crazy stuff like this. You know, rather than focusing on, you know, helping the unions or help, you know, saving saving right. the country. You know what I mean? Like Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, right. no. And one of the problems is that working people have been fractured by these corporate and wealthy special interests. So you have gun owners fighting, you know, their own union members about gun control. And one of the guys from Wisconsin had a great line because he was talking about union members supported Scott Walker because of the conceal and carry gun legislation. Um, And then um, uh, John English, who was from Milwaukee County Worker, said to our audience, uh, he said then, guess what? A lot of those conceal and carry guys, they don't have any of the jobs now. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, so they, you know, but, but people have been pitted against each other um, by Fox, by the media, and um, that's made things more difficult. So everybody's playing their own. It's the oldest like, plan in the book. It's battle. divide and conquer. They, yeah. They've used that very successfully with a lot of heated issues. Gay rights, abortion, you know, right. all of have caused division in um, everything. Yeah. It certainly in the Democratic Party, and you know it's it, it's yep. a problem. People have to separate those emotional issues from the core issues of democracy. Pay pension and health care. Yeah. Self preservation. Self preservation. I mean, you you get so right. many people who who just don't recognize what they're voting for and what it means. Like, like right, they're voting things. against their voting against their interests. So, hey, guys, I hate to do this. I need to, I need to run. That's okay. Right, Larry, well, thanks for well, being, thanks with, for us. being really with us. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I've got to eat. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. It's okay. been a, <laughs> I have not been able to eat dinner yet, but I love talking to you guys, so thank you for having me. Here. Keep up the fight. And have a great day. We will. Dinner. We'll talk. Thank you. Happy Easter, and uh, we'll talk next month, I hope. Yes, we will. Take care now. Good night, Larry. Thanks, guys. See you.
night. He just got home. <laughs> that was Larry Dorman, the uh, public affairs coordinator for uh, Yeah, Union. Larry, Larry's fired up, and I, I, I uh, we, we. He has a hard job. I mean, he gets home late yeah, every does, time yeah. we talk to him. He's either yeah, on the road or he's his, just come in the door. Is, his job is nine to nine. Oh, you know? it really is. And uh, or we, uh, later. Or later. <laughs> but uh, we want to thank him uh, very much, and uh, of course, ask me for. Um, you know, being there and uh, working as hard as they do. But we, uh, These are very precarious times for is. working people. It really is. I really mean, really if is. I don't know what would happen if we didn't have a union. Oh, I really, we would, would, it'd be devastating. I mean, people would be... People would have nothing. would have nothing. They yeah. would have absolutely nothing. Yeah, there'd be no standards. There'd be no, you know, anything, you know. As uh, bad as things are now, it'd be far worse without a union. Far worse. Oh, I think so. Oh, I know so. They don't want, they, you know, corporations don't want to give the average person anything. Yeah, we've been hot under the collar here, but I got, I, I, I think it might be a good thing to change the subject because there's a lot of, a lot of really bad stuff happening. But it turns out 90% of New York measles cases, I guess there's an epidemic in New York. Oh. Turns out that they were all vaccinated. The people that are, are the people that are, are catching the measles. Oh. Ninety percent of them are vaccinated, have been vaccinated, were vaccinated. Are these young people, old people? Uh, all kinds of people. Okay. And, uh, hang on a second. Yeah. Oh, that's shingles. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's, 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 there are all kinds of pop-ups on this thing. Yeah. I don't know how to get rid of these things. That's a bad sight. No, actually, they, they were good, but, you know, that that forced the prostitute themselves to, to these damn uh, groups that, uh, you know, oh, boy, it's too bad. Well, anyway. You can't get to it. Yeah, I did get to it earlier, and, I, and I'm really upset because they, they, they get these damn pop-up things. All right. There's 98% to play that. Yeah, hang on. All right. Yeah, 98% of, the, of New York measles cases were vaccinated. Newsletter. CSNPhilly.com, no vaccinations fueling measles. Let's scroll down to the meat and potatoes, and we'll try to figure out why it is. They named the article that after I read this next line. According to the New York State Department of Health, two of 20 people infected in a recent measles outbreak in New York City were children who had not been vaccinated by their parents' choice. It's funny how they use the words parents' choice there at the end, huh? As if the children had a, a way to opt out of the vaccinations all by their own doing. Let's keep pushing forward through this cesspool of mainstream media-made nonsense. The independent Florida alligator, New York City measles outbreak spurs vaccination discussion. The funny thing about this article is the one thing they failed to discuss is the fact that most of the people involved are vaccinated. <laughs> they do point out that the measles is highly contagious and 90% of the people get sick who are in close contact. Let's keep going. We got NBC10.com, measles outbreak fueled by declined vaccinations. An outbreak in New York has health officials concerned about a resurgence of the disease. Let's scroll down a little bit. Let me show you something here. Once again, we've got, according to the New York State Department of Health, Two of the 20 people infected in a recent measles outbreak in New York City who were children who had not been vaccinated by their parents' choice. So let's get this straight here. 90% of the people involved are vaccinated, yet it's the unvaccinated that are responsible. So if my unvaccinated kid gets sick with the measles, how are they going to get your vaccinated kid sick if the vaccines work the way they're supposed to? Anyway, let me keep pushing forward here. I'll give you this link also along with everything else I just showed you. The health and mental hygiene here in New York, they talk about it, but they don't mention anywhere in the article about the percentages of vaccinated versus non-vaccinated. So if you want to learn more about all the eugenic weapons that are being used against us on a daily basis, come here. Experimental Vaccines. Subscribe there. I'll see you tomorrow. Experimental Vaccines. Check that website out. Oh. I tell you, guys, it's like, you know, that's what it is out there. That's what it is out there. And uh, there's nothing more. Uh, 41 senators voted to block a bill to provide benefits for veterans this week. Was yours one of them? Uh, let's see. Alexander, a Republican from Tennessee. Ayotte, Republican from New Hampshire. Barrasso, Republican from Arizona. They're all Republicans. Most of them. Uh, Boozman, Republican from Arizona. Burr, Republican from North Carolina. They're all Republicans. 
Every one. single one of them is a Republican. So yeah. they voted. They voted for these guys to go to war, but they're not going to pay any. But now they want to pro- pro- provide uh, to build to to provide benefits. It was blocked for veterans this week. All Republicans. Every single one of them. Yep. All right. And let's see. Let's see. What, what do we have here? Uh, uh, Texas, Wyoming, N.Z. Fisher, Flake, Graham. Of course. Uh, no, that's not Lindsey Graham. I thought he was. South Carolina. Republican South Carolina, yeah. Lindsey Graham, you know, voted to block the veterans. McCain voted to block veterans for uh, benefits. Yeah. Imagine those bastards. He's always trying to push them to go to war, but he won't give the veterans any benefits. Kill, 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 and then cut your veterans' benefits. Nice guy. What kind of a... Cruz, Republican Texas. Oh, yeah, Cruz, big man for, you know, running for president, you know. These guys are all bastards, every single one of them, all right? Yeah. Uh, Scott, Sessions, Shelby, Thune, Toomey, Vitter, Reich, okay. Portman, Paul, Rand Paul, Mr. Rand Paul, the a-hole of, of a-holes, Cruz, the a-hole of other a-holes, McCain, the biggest a-hole that ever walked on the planet, okay? All right, these guys are all, they're just, they're just totally amazing to me. All cutting veterans' benefits. Yeah, sure. What? Oh, we got another little one. I don't know if anybody's interested, but it turns out that uh, we've got a photo here of Prince Harry hunting wild buffalo emerges as royals launch a campaign to protect wildlife. Okay? Yeah, well, true story. Idiot. Well, he's an idiot, too. Well, they're all idiots, but, you know, hey, it's inbred, you know? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Here's another wonderful woman. Imagine this. The governor of uh, Oklahoma bans minimum wage increases and paid sick leave laws. Imagine that, huh? Yeah, this, this is something wonderful. You know, a woman, you know, who's, I mean, there's no, you can't believe that any woman is as fine, women are as heartless as men when it comes to anything like that. They just don't, you know. Um, Not coming up. Well, hang on a second. Uh, well, anyway, Governor of Oklahoma bans minimum wage increases and paid sick leave laws. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, martial law. Obama confiscates the National Guard's helicopters from all 50 states. Imagine that. That's amazing. I, I mean, why... Why isn't that news, huh? There isn't any news on yeah, that. I don't understand that. Media. Why don't well, you would think that would make major news, wouldn't you? Hang on a second there. This damn... Nothing is coming up. Well, it's coming. It's just slow. Um, but anyway, it's just amazing how you can get away with this stuff. Is, you know, is if Obama's purchase of more than two billion rounds of ammunition and nearly three thousand urban tanks, along with their unprecedented and highly illegal domestic spying program, was not enough to convince you that the federal government is about to suspend the Constitution once and for all, the man who once vowed to run the most transparent administration in history has just rather inexplicably inexplicably sorry, inexplicably ordered the U.S. Army to seize every Apache helicopter currently in use of the National Guard. That's not it. God, do I hate pop-ups. I hate them with passion. Jeez. Okay. Um, from the National Guard. You know, I curse people who advertise with these. I mean, I know they need the revenue but good Lord, when you put these horrible, miserable pop-ups into, into and, and advertise every god-awful thing on earth just to make a, a single 50 cents or something, it's just not worth it. You destroy your entire system. You're destroying your entire uh, system. I can't get... Uh, it, it's just frozen. Yeah, yeah they they got, they got too many things. Sorry, folks, they got too many... Don't go to this, this this site if you can ever get to this site. It's not worth it. Um, 
Okay. So I, 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 like I say, I, I hate sites that do that. They just are, you know, they just destroy you with this stuff. And, uh, these pop-ups. Ugh. Okay. So anyway, we will be, let's see, we've got, uh, we got about one minute left, so we really haven't got much time. But we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And I want to thank uh, Larry Dorman for being with us tonight. And uh, we uh, hope you'll join us next week. And have a good evening, folks. Yes. And, and don't pay too much attention to the mainstream media. They're not telling you anything. They're not telling you a damn thing. Go to the Internet. Go and, to and, and the Republicans are the most, I mean, I mean, Democrats are not prize winners either, believe me. But these Republicans have just showed themselves to be the complete, utter, un-American, traitorous bunch of hypocrites that have ever walked the face of the Yeah, they don't even pretend you know? anymore. So, please, folks, just, uh, you know, just just please make up your mind, but don't vote for a Republican idiot. You know, just don't. Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night, folks. And uh, hope to see you in the newspapers or something. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.